and welcome to um, Intuitive, Holistic and um, Spiritual Practitioners um, Business Circle. I'm Andrea Caldi, I'm a content strategist, and I'm here today with actually two guests instead of um, one. I'm here with Kerry McGilvray, who is my usual sidekick in this show, and we have a special guest today. Why don't you introduce our guest, Kerry? Today, our special guest is Alexis Harvey, and she's a money mindset coach. So welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks Thank for coming. <laughs> Okay, so today we changed the, um, the the topic of the show a little bit. We were, we wanted to talk about something else, but then we had the opportunity to um, grab Alexis for this show, so we thought we're going to use the opportunity and just go for it. So um, she's um, a money mindset coach, so it's all going to be about, well, money mindset today. So <laughs> bring, bring all your questions and, you know, um, feel free to interact um, maybe start with um, letting us know where you're watching from. The last show we had um, some people from Canada and the United States and from other countries in the world. So yeah, feel free to let us know where you're uh, where you're watching from. Um, so why don't we let's let, let's get straight into this topic. It's it's quite a big topic and it's really hip at the moment because everybody's talking about it. Um, everybody's saying, you know, this is the first thing that you need to fix when you go into um, business for yourself and all that. So what is, let me bring up the, the agenda, <laughs> if this actually loads up. Yay. So, all right, I've got this. Okay, what is a money block? Let's, so let's talk I, about that. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I define a money block as something that stops you from getting something you want financially. So you might have a money block about, you know, earning your own money in your business rather than getting paid a wage. Or you might have a money block around making money easily or making money doing something you love or anything like that. So it's, it's a limiting belief that stops you from being able to do something that would allow the flow of money. Mm. And and what would what would be an example of that? Like, because like I've done a lot of money mindset work in the last probably twelve or eighteen months, and some of the ones that used to come up, and it was really fascinating. Was one of the ones that I have or had? I'm hoping it's shifting. Um, <laughs> is and I thought it was a good one to begin with, right? Because when I grew up, we always had just enough. Uh huh. Mm. And and I thought, oh, great, you know, there's always going to be enough, but there's never more than just enough, right? So that's an example of a money block that I've had in the past. Is is there anything else that you can suggest that people could um, relate to? Yeah, so a money block, another example could be like no one would pay me um, for a one-on-one -on -one session or mm. no one would pay me more than... $150 for a coaching session. Therefore, I could never ask for more. Um, yeah. So there, there's some examples as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that sounds very familiar. For myself, <laughs> for, the, for the people that I work with as well, um, um, I always encourage people, you know, check in, make sure that you're charging what, what um, you're worth. Mm. And, um, I, I, and this is where people go, well, I have no idea what I'm worth. Um, 
am I worth more than what I'm charging? And I'm like, yeah, I, I think you are. But then, you know, the question remains, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you decide um, what your worth is? So I, I, and I think this is where people kind of hit an upper limit and go, okay, how do I go from, from this mm. to this? And it, it, it just feels like there's this massive band that people need to cross um, to, to, get their, uh, to get where they need to be. I, I know I had the same problem. What about yeah. you, Carrie? And it's something oh. like it doesn't like totally go away. It's like when you hit that next level, you'll have oh. the next load of beliefs to deal with. And sometimes yeah. what's in that gap between, well, how do I get from where I'm what I'm charging now to this place where maybe I want to be charging, you know, a lot of people say to me, well, you know, no one would charge that much. All of my clients, current clients would drop off, you know, and they're all, they're the money blocks, you know, that's Mm -hmm. showing you what you're believing and thinking about money that would stop you from even asking for that much in the first place. So they're just just stories that we tell ourselves and they can be so random. Like they don't have to be, specific Mm. to um money you know like when I did some deep diving into some of the ones that I had like really Mm. random shit came up like Mm. you know oh if I charge $200 an hour that makes me greedy yeah Um, you know if if I want to be um supported financially in my business that means that I'll become evil because money is the root of all evil right Mm, so yeah. like they're just really random stuff that a lot of the time isn't ours either. <laughs> like, it's, totally. it's, yeah. Because this, 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 this conditioning is coming from somewhere. It's not just like your brain makes it up. So these are my, the, like my experience is that money blocks, we accumulate them as we go in, in our life. There's, you know, how we watched our parents deal with money or the lack of money, you know, when we were kids and, and all that. So is, is this something that um, that plays into it, um, do you think, Alexis? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a huge part of it. You know, like a lot of people say, I think Bruce Lipton is one of the, says that 95% of your beliefs are created between the, the age of zero and six or seven. And you can really see why that is the case because, during mm. that age, that's when we're learning what everything in the world is. Like, mm. what is um, a desk? You know, oh, wood is hard. If I touch the stove, it's hot. If I touch the stove, it burns my fingers. When mm. my parents talk about money, they fight. You know, that's when you're learning literally what, how, how everything in this reality behaves. So you create and take on all of these beliefs. Money's hard to come by. Money doesn't grow on trees. Um, it's greedy to want money. It's greedy to ask for money, all these kinds of things. And then that becomes our version of reality and it's the lens through which we see the world. So I think, yes, definitely, like it's such a big part of it is all these beliefs that were created. So most of them have been created young, uh, but then obviously, yeah, we accumulate them for the rest of our life as we keep observing you know, what happens and we observe events and then we go, okay, well, that means that. And, you know, mm. if, you have, if you have, if you want to make good money, you have to, you know, ignore your kids or not have a family life because you're working so hard. And so we mm. kind of come up with all of these ideas based on what we observe. And it gets yeah, so important to get to the root of them. Mm. And it can come from something as simple as, you know, like I think about my kids 
Mm. And, you know, like there's times when I tell them, no, you can't have that toy when we're walking through the shopping centre. But that's something that they are going to hold on to. And when they're 21, it'll be like, I'm not worthy of things because when I was five, mum said, no, I couldn't have the toy because I was being a little shit. And, you know, like you can't have a toy every time you go to the shops. Like it's not, (laughs) do you know what I mean? And that's, you know, I think about it now, about the impact that I'm setting on my children (laughs) who are in that age range. I I think that that's the thing, like, they, they're not even going to know that they have a money block. Um, yeah. they, they're just going to think, oh, I shouldn't buy this. But there's not going to be anything behind that. They won't know where it's coming from because it's not, um, it, it's, it's not a one thing. You know, it's an accumulation yeah. of things and it's, it's just it, it um, contributes to that programming at the back of your, at the back of your mind that, that keeps going when, um, when it when the conversation has anything to do uh, with wealth or money or um, abundance and things like that, so um, I think a lot of people don't even realize that um, what they are experiencing at any point in time is not a self-esteem issue. It's not a, oh I don't have the right skills issue or not a courage issue. It's actually a money block because it's so uh, money is in everything. You can't not use it you can't avoid it in your life even if you live off the grid you eventually need to um need to have some sort of a monetary exchange with something or someone so this is this is in everyone's life and um yeah i think i didn't even realize that i had a money block until i was about 35 or something (laughs) i'm I'm 44 now you know so i've been working on it for a little while (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> and and that that was the first thing I realized that yeah I do have a money blog but then you know I had to go through all these things of where did it actually come from mm. because it's not just like oh yes I'm going to work on my money block now and everything is going to be okay isn't it it's you have to find where it comes from and it's not just one it's all those layers like you said Alexis all those layers that just build up over time um, on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. Totally, yeah. It's like there's a lot to kind of go through and it's it, it's really core stuff because money is so associated as well with our survival. So it can trigger so much fear, survival, you know, am I safe in this world? Do I belong? You know, these kind of really core emotions, like a lot of stuff associated with like your base chakra around mm. survival. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, just my phone went a bit funky for um, a second. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on, because I can barely Big thumb. Okay, all right. So um, so we've um, we've discussed what a money block is. So mm. what, what do you think um, people's biggest hurdle is uh, with money blocks? I think people's biggest hurdle, like we've kind of touched on, is being able to actually change their thinking, but not just like change consciously the way they want to think, but be able to change the patterns that they have running on a subconscious level. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we are all running 95% off patterns in our subconscious we're not consciously choosing every single thought it's like we have a thought and then the next thought comes and the next thought comes and so we're running off these patterns 
And so mm. usually whenever you then see a top, maybe you've decided oh, I want to change my mindset about this certain topic, maybe it's about in relation to saving money, but then whenever you look at saving money or your bank accounts, you're automatically still running all of those old programs. So we have to really be able to change on a subconscious level what our beliefs are or, you know, create new neural pathways, which is like a new belief. It's not so much about getting rid of the old ones. It's about creating new ones. So then, you know, when we approach any certain topic, we can approach it in a different way to the way that we have before. So I think that's the biggest hurdle is being able to actually create that sustainable change, like that real change happening on a subconscious level. And mm-hmm. and also, like I said, like being able to actually go through and identify all of those layers, it's not usually just one thing. Um, it's about, you know, being able to do self-awareness and go through those processes to pull up all of the stuff that's there that's really stopping you um, from being able to get to where you want to go. Mm. So it's interesting. Because you, um, you, you talk to a lot of um, um, spiritual practitioners, you help them um, uh, with their business processes and all that. Where do you see um, and what patterns do you see with the people that you work with? Uh, the biggest pattern that I see is all around worth. Mm. That's the mm. biggest biggest hurdle is that the two different minds is that one is um, the worth side of things so they don't believe that they're worth more and mm. two is that they don't believe they should be charging mm. because of the because of the service because they you know they were brought up in the old school format of it being a gift so you shouldn't charge for gifts because they're gifts right so mm. they're the two biggest hurdles that I see them trying to overcome and actually looking at it as a way to survive, like to actually be secure. Like they don't, they just don't look at it that way. It's just not Mm. a way that it doesn't even come into their consciousness of it being a possibility because Mm. all the ones that they know don't do that. Mm. So there's there's this thing in, there's this thing in this field where, um, if you if you start charging for your services, some people will, will get onto you and you know call you greedy and just make you feel really dirty for yeah. for having the audacity to ask for money yeah. for services provided. And I think um, this is where the, the, like the spiritual industry and I call it an industry because um, because it is there's there's product in product out service in service out. So it is an industry and. Um, when when you want to get into it and participate in it, there's this layer of stuff that um, not only um, you have to work through your own money blocks, but you have to work through other people's as well because you will get ostracised often for um, f- for charging or for charging too much. And there's always people who want to give you their opinion that will go, you know, this is a gift from the divine and you shouldn't be charging for that and all that. So it's just it's just that added, you know, layer of stuff that you need to cut through, isn't it? Yeah, very much. Yeah. Totally. Mm. That's, a, that's a thing of, you know, not taking on other people's money stories mm. and it's you when you fear that that maybe maybe is the truth so you've got to kind of get really solid in yourself first and be like okay well 
there are people that are not going to like me anymore because of their money stuff and that's okay mm. I accept myself anyway and I'm okay with that happening and mm. I'm moving more into the field of other spiritual people who do think it's okay and mm. you know I'm creating financial abundance um and that's that's my choice and that's what I choose mm. I yeah. did find um an interesting <laughs> thing was when I was working I did a really big chunk of money blocks very early on in the year mm. and pages and pages of stuff right and I went through this whole process of clearing stuff and doing this and tapping that and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? And what I found was while I was digging deep in it, my income actually dipped. Mm. And I thought that that was really fascinating because I thought, hold on a second, I'm supposed to be clearing these things. And if I'm clearing, then why is it dipping? So I'd love to hear your take on that because I was curious as to why that would happen. Like I can understand because, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, right? And that's the only thing that I can logically think of that it mm. it was. But I'd love to hear what you think about that, Alexis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. This sounds juicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, good question. So it could be a couple of things. I would say... Okay, one, it could be, um, you know, that that those things became more active in your vibration because you were focusing on them and so then mm -hmm. that was your point of attraction and that's what, you know, that's where you were acting from. So, you know, if you're really focusing on the things that are stopping you then you and you're, and you're really feeling that, then your actions and behavior come from that and the world responds to that. So that could be one thing. The other thing could be that, you know, it's not always about, I, I don't think it's not always about, oh, whenever I work on my money blocks, instantly, you know, the world should respond and I should have more money coming in. Like it can be a calibration or it can be, you know, sometimes I think it's a, it can be short-sighted when we look at what's happening right now and we'll be like, oh, but nothing's changed. It's not working. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. well, you don't know what's shifting under the surface. And if you then looked over the next six months, which haven't happened yet, um, you know, that could tell a different story. So to not always, not always be too, and Abraham Hicks talks about this a lot, not always be too focused on what's the reality right now and just really concentrate on being unconditional in your vibration, like high vibration um, and letting, I guess, the longer-term events tell the story. So would you recommend in, in that regards yeah. that sometimes it's not best to do them all at once in a big chunk? Would you say it's better to treat them as you find them? <clears throat> um that's a good question I think it probably depends like if you feel like you can treat them in one chunk and it's not going to overwhelm you it's not going to it's not going to then trigger a whole lot of fear that you know there's not enough money you're not good enough or you know whatever like might trigger for you if you feel like you can do a whole chunk and 
that not overwhelm you, then definitely go for it. If you feel like on the edge of, oh, if I do this work, it's going to send me into a place of fear or low vibration and I'm, I'm just not strong enough in myself yet, you know, for that not to just kind of pull me off, then I would say just deal with it one at a time as it comes up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm. Money, awesome. money work isn't just about money. No, it? Yeah. <laughs> never is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's all, all these, you know, like I said before, juicy little layers. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that, that, that you and work with. Thing, mm. Actually, I know what else I was just going to say in response to that is that sometimes, yeah, the, the dip in immediate money doesn't tell the full story and that could be, you know, making way, that could be like a space clearing, almost like a decluttering for the next thing. Mm. Maybe, you know, one of your offerings, you know, kind of falls off and nobody's buying it, but that could be clearing that out. So then you think like, okay, well, what's the next step? If that's not, you know, and you maybe forces you to reevaluate maybe that's not so much in alignment and there's a new thing that's coming through that's in more alignment or that's that's not bringing in what I want anymore maybe I need to focus more energy on a different one of my offerings where there's more financial abundance so it could be just a thing that's you know helping redirect you if you know what I mean yep mm. yeah isn't this what happened for you Kerry because I know that you've come up with um with, with a bunch of new stuff um yes. recently yep I went through and decluttered a whole heap of my offers mm. um, probably about two or three months ago just because it felt too, there was just too much, too mm. much noise, right? I had mm. every variation there was and and it just wasn't, it wasn't working because there was mm. too many. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So um, what sort of tools can um, people use to overcome these money blocks? Just um, can you talk about just a few, like the most common ones maybe? Okay, so something that um, I think is really important when you're looking at your money blocks and doing money work is to not just um, get caught up in like, well, what are my beliefs, um, you know, what do I need to change the way I'm thinking, all of that kind of stuff. Like that's all important. But sometimes people almost procrastinate making actual change by hanging mm. out over there and like the bit that's easy or that's feel good and all that. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so what I think is really important is to make sure you're bringing in the practical and you're bringing in aligning that with your actual numbers, not just, you know, looking at the thinking and feeling. So a really good practical practice is to start recording all of your numbers, all of the money that you spend, mm. all of the money that you make, like doing this on a daily basis. And next to each thing where you say, okay, you know, I just spent $50 at the supermarket buying groceries, writing down how this is the, like, this is the point that I find helps people start creating change really quickly is writing down how you felt about that. So that's just like a really simple practice you can do that's also going to start working on the mindset, how you're thinking about money because you're seeing exactly black and white what you're spending, how much is coming in, how you're feeling about it. So it's mm. kind of 
across awareness on these different levels, but it's also connecting it with the really practical numbers of what's actually happening in your financial reality. Mm. That would be number one um, practice to start doing. Mm. That's a really good word, financial reality. Um, yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit? What what does that mean? Um, it's it's a little bit abstract for me, so I, yeah. I can assume that it would be for other people as well. So, finance your so your reality is like everything you're observing, three D going on, you know, in this kind of yeah the three D space, um, and mm-hmm. so your financial reality is right now how you know the income that you have, where is it coming from, how much is coming in. Um, the money that you spend, the money that you have in your bank accounts, any investments that you have, if you have any, it's just all of the money in your 3D reality right now. Mm. Mm. Okay, cool. That, that makes it a, a, a lot clearer, it kind of bring, brings it into, you know, like you said, reality. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you- yeah. You can have what you're wanting for the future or your desires mm. or what you're planning and then connecting that to your reality right now. So that's mm. yeah, what a financial reality and seeing like, well, what's, you know, the pathway for me to get there. Mm. So I suppose it has, a, it has an element of, of um, owning it. Mm, all, yeah. of, all of it not not just you know I'll just take these bits and pieces you know the ones that suit me the ones that um don't require too much work no more head <laughs> in the sand work like that. yeah but, yeah exactly you can't have your head in the sand when you when you're working on your money blocks because no. it's not going to be working then no that's right mm. and a question on the recording of mm. the different ins and outs of money do you record value um, that's a good question. And um, yes, I know that some people do recommend recording value. And I did try that at the very beginning when I started tracking. But for me, it actually didn't resonate to keep doing that. It was because that's like for me, I wanted to work on my money, not on mm-hmm. the value that was coming into my life, what I was getting that I didn't need to pay for. Like I wanted to work on. Um, being super accountable to where all my money went, what I was bringing in and creating financial abundance so I don't do the tracking value thing. Mm. Do you find that when you stopped tracking value that the money went up? Um, I found that it, I guess it initially it didn't make a big difference because mm-hmm. I wasn't... Um, I didn't have a lot of extra other value to track. Like I was relying on my money a lot. But I think what it did help with is, you know, I find that a lot of people and a lot of spiritual people can have this mentality of wanting to manifest things without paying for them. It's like, or, or like manifesting means I didn't pay for it. I also see a lot of people even have that attitude. Like it's not, <laughs> I didn't manifest it if mm. I paid for it. It's completely not true. Manifesting means uh, like abs- abstract, physical, like doesn't matter how you got it if you paid for it. Um, and so I find it helps or what the way that it helped is 
not focusing on almost like wanting or trying to get things for free or like, you know, I think that's really disempowering. What I think is really Mm. empowering, I'm going to take responsibility for myself. I'm going to create the finances that I need to create the things that I want in my life. If other things come my way that I don't have to pay for, that's great. That's fantastic. But I'm Mm. not actually focus energy there. Like I'm going to focus on, um, you know, being able to take care of myself and cr- and create the world, my reality that I want. Mm. This is actually a really interesting point about manifesting because um, um, this is where, and I, I, some people might be miffed um, about what I'm about to say, uh, <laughs> but when uh, <laughs> when the secret came out, it became this huge, massive thing and everybody was reading it and watching it and all that, and my question was, okay, so this this thing talks about wanting something and, you know, if you want it enough, bad enough in your life, then it will somehow appear. And it just doesn't work like that, does it? Because if, if you want something in your life, like you were talking about it, Alexis, like manifesting, if you're wanting to manifesting something for free, then that completely blocks your money, doesn't it? Because... Uh, you know, it's going to have to, it's going to, the whole thing's going to have to wait until somehow it has the chance to appear in your life for free. Whereas if you want the means, if you want to manifest the means to be able to obtain that thing, it's going to happen a lot faster because you're working on your money blocks at the same time as well as manifesting, isn't it? Well, that's right. And if you think about like the way that things can come from you, come to you, like the like the you know you being you creating the money to buy it mm. is is such a I don't know like higher probability um exactly like waiting for like fingers crossed hoping then you know feeling like oh you don't know if it's going to work out and just all of this it's just I think it's just really disempowering to just kind of hope for that when mm. One of the biggest avenues to manifest is to go, okay, well, how do I need to create the money so that I can buy mm. that new laptop or whatever it is? And yet, like you said, you'll be able to go about that so much faster. And, you know, if you think about it from the perspective of the, of the universe is conspiring to help me and to give me that, like, you know, maybe you have, there's all these opportunities that come, you know, towards you where you could make that money to buy that laptop but you yeah. shut them all off and you're blind to them because you're like, no, I only want to get given it for free, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But then don't enter any competitions to win one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just expect it to appear on your doorstep <laughs> like a works. soulmate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you, you never know. And this is the thing with, with manifestation is that there are, it, it's an unconditional thing or it needs to be an unconditional thing. If you put conditions on it, then you just you you're, you're putting up your own blocks. Yes, yeah. please, universe. I would like whatever, but it needs to meet my you know list of criteria that is as long as my arm. You know, then <laughs> you're putting up your own blocks, um, money blocks as well as you know other blocks um, that will stop you from um, from obtaining that. So I think um, yeah, when when you want to. Um, work on your money blocks you work on your mani- manifest the <laughs> manifestation as well don't you oh, yeah okay. just jumped up onto the um onto my <laughs> desk yeah that's that's Content her tail <laughs> yes yes 
again. Oh, come on, Maisie, move. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's funny. Um, yeah. So, um, let's see what let, what have we got next? Okay, so this is this is a good one. I think a lot of people realize that they need to work on their money when they get to a stage with their debt that it is um, almost or maybe it is entirely unmanageable. So they go, oh, quickly, I need to remove my money blocks, you know, because I have this debt and it needs to be paid and um, what have you. So, oh, and there's the garbage truck. It's just... <laughs> It's I'm, an I'm, interesting I'm mani- day. I'm manifesting all of this today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what is it that, like, that mindset is really like, oh, my God, I need to do something now, and it's kind of panicky and not really conducive to manifestation. So how can people shift their focus from, oh, my God, I'm in debt and I've got anxiety and all that to something oh yes it's okay nothing I can't handle I'm going to manage this and I'm going to take the first step how can how can they shift their focus yeah good question I would say firstly like doing gratitude practice doing a Mm. gratitude practice like with what you've like around what you've got right now so like really helps to shift your focus really quickly Mm. and so not just oh I'm grateful for this or this or this like writing it down on a piece of paper you know starting and and finding things authentically be grateful for like I'm I'm grateful for my family I'm grateful you know that I do have some income coming in even if it's not as much as I want and just Mm. kind of doing that because that's going to shift the way that you're feeling in yourself and once you've shifted into a space where you're feeling better, like, you know, less mm. kind of fear and anxiety and feeling that gratitude, you're actually in a better place to start addressing that problem. So mm. first I was put your focus <clears throat> on something that can make you feel a bit better, like a bit more ease. And doing gratitude mm. practice is a really good example of that. Then you can also <clears throat> reframe the way that you're thinking about your debt. So a lot of people might feel a lot of shame around their debt or feel mm. like a bad person or they did something wrong. And so then when you're looking at it and you're faced with it, it then is also facing you with how you feel about yourself and, you know, facing you with these all these confronting feelings. So you can start to unwind that or just change the way you're seeing your debt and go well I'm learning no one actually taught me about this this might Mm. be a mistake but you know things can always change people turn their life around all the time this is just um you know like I didn't know any better and now I know better and I'm going to do different or you know depends how you you know you got into it and then you could even change what you're calling it so stop calling it debt and start calling it you know, like depending how you came into it, could be, um, you know, overseas holiday to this place and, you know, I'm just I maybe didn't go about paying for it the best way possible but I'm paying it off now or, mm. you know, whatever 
kind of loan um, or debt that that amassed, you can put a positive spin on what that actually gave you in your life. And so it's like now you're paying that back. Um, And definitely like asking for help if you don't know what the first step is. Yeah. Mm. So I love love that. Yeah, Yeah. not calling it debt but calling it something else. Yeah, it has a much better feel. But you can yeah. call it um like a savings advance. Savings advance <laughs> or like um, awesome. life lessons. Or yeah, that's it. Like that. or, you know, it's Fiji. That was Fiji or was, whatever yeah. it was. And you could add that into your gratitude, right? So you could be gratitude, grateful for the fact that you had access mm. to that credit at the time to purchase what you needed, like if it was an emergency and you needed to get, yeah. you know, a tyre or a hot water system or whatever it was, you know, mm. go back to the gratitude that you were had that available to use in that moment yeah, and then go, thank you for that, now I'm going to pay you back in my own way of gratitude by paying off mm. the, the savings yeah. advance. Mm. <laughs> the advance yeah, in the and- savings. <laughs> Well, our next our next um, talking point is, you know, what are some practical things to implement? But I think I'm going to implement this. I'm going yeah. to rename. I'm going to rename all my debts. This is my yeah. house fund. This is my car fund. You know, <laughs> this yeah. is my business know, fund. Yeah, you know what absolutely. Because I, I know a lot of people get stuck when the bills come in. A lot of people mm. go, "Oh, sh- bloody phone bill or the electricity bill." And you need yeah. to reframe it. All you're doing is paying for a service, right? Why are mm. we so upset with the fact that we actually have to pay for what we've used? Like it just yeah. doesn't make so, any sense. We are privileged. And it's not like you don't know that it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It we're comes so every three months. <laughs> <laughs> pay a company to deliver electricity right to your door and all you need to do is mm. turn on. You don't have to go and, like, build a windmill or like you know <laughs> like that we're so lucky that we can pay someone to, to have that so yeah I totally yeah. agree reframing bills yeah yeah yeah, yeah. awesome just having the so, internet you know having the internet to run your business hmm, we yes. should be grateful that we have that ability like yeah. you said you know there's other countries that just don't have that and they certainly mm. don't have the quality that we do, even though we still whinge about it occasionally. <laughs> um, that's beside the point because there's just some countries that, you know, I don't know, still use their tin cans and a string. I'm not sure. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think we just got so used to all these conveniences that we take them for granted. Um, and uh, Hubby and I were talking about it the other day. You know, what would happen if the internet went down? All of a sudden, like if Facebook goes down for five minutes, people go into an absolute panic. You know, what if what if the internet goes down for for however long? You know, what if it never comes up? You know, <gasps> we're so you reliant talk on to people. <laughs> yes, you have to you know, get yourself out of the house and you know walk over to your friend's place and all that. But yeah, how would we how would we deal with that? Um, and I think that's that's another um, uh, element of um, of money block or mindset block is that we just have so many things that we take for granted that we don't even think of including them in our gratitude practice. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it's just it's, natural it's, that that it's yeah. that it's there. Yeah. And I think when when that happens, that's when like the, the more expectations you have, the more expectations you will have because they will always grow. Yeah. And the more yeah. things you take for granted, the more things you will take for granted. It's like that's when just, the that, power goes out in the area, right? You know, everyone's yeah. like, oh, for God's sake, you know, like my fridge is going to defrost and, you know, but they're probably not thinking about the fact that they're making the network more stable so that, you know, you shouldn't mm. have any power outages in the future. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no yeah. That's it. It's all done. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. where they <laughs> My life is over. Focus. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's it. We have to have a roast and a barbecue. We're feeding the street. Like, <laughs> how horrible. How horrible is that? You have to talk to your neighbor. Oh, we have to have Gosh. a party. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, like, so Kerry, um, Kerry, what what are you implementing? What are you implementing from what Alexis has been talking about? Um, definitely money tracking. Definitely, mm. definitely money tracking. Um, and to the extent, so you know, you talk about knowing your numbers. So I already have mm. a spreadsheet mm. with all of my expenses in it, down to the day and the month that they come out. So that the universe knows when the money needs to be in the accounts. Mm. Um, And what it also did for me was it it showed me um, like the pinhole leaks where I could save Mm. money. So, you know, I went back and my electricity bills through the roof, right? So like I've got a massive house and a granny flat on my property, but I rang the electricity company and said, hold on a second, your rates have gone through the roof, blah, 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 and I negotiated a better rate. So I found mm. places where I could bring up and go, no, I'm not paying this anymore because that's way over the top. You need to do better because I use a lot of it, electricity or, mm. I, you know, whatever it is. So I found having it all spread out and looking at it as it was, I went through and reduced this, like even if it was only $2 here and $5 there and got rid of one service altogether, you know, all of a sudden you've mm. saved 100 or 300 bucks a month or just even renegotiating your interest rate on your mortgage, that saves mm. a really big chunk, you know, just mm. looking around and, and actually doing the work. And, so and it sends a message to the universe that you yes, care about your money. That's right. Where so I'm trying to be very responsible with it. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. And check in Very beforehand good. too, before spending it. Mm. So, because I used to be in the habit of I just buy whatever I wanted and then, mm. you know, in the moment I really wanted it. But if I asked myself, you know, three or four days down the track if I really, really wanted it or needed it, I probably would have said no. Mm. So now I'm getting to the stage where I kind of like, okay, I'll just sit on that for a few days unless, of course, it's food and I need to feed the kids um, and just kind of go, do I really need it? And if if the answer is yes, then I add it to the list of things that I want and then I just kind of work mm. my way through depending on which one calls more. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's, it's just that um, thinking of money and wealth very consciously. Yeah. Instead of just taking it for granted that, you know, money in your bank account or, you know, it will be paid somehow. You're actually thinking of it consciously mm-hmm. and you're making conscious choices, um, consciously better choices. Yes. For for yourself and for your money. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Very, very good. Okay. So 
Um, last thing to talk about today is, and this is, I, I'm hoping that this is going to be really, really juicy. Does positive <laughs> thinking really work? Does it really work? What do you guys think? <laughs> I have a very um, strong opinion on this, but you can go first. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that positive thinking on its own works um, because it's your thoughts and your feelings and a lot your feelings that even that drive your behaviour. So if you're thinking positive but feeling mm. really fit, like you're not, you're not, it's not going to work like because you're feeling bad and then you are going, the positive thinking will stop, you know, as soon as you stop spending that conscious time thinking it, if you're feeling mm. that, back to your regular thoughts and patterns, you're going to take the, you know, action or inaction that inspires you from a place of feeling really terrible about yourself or your situation. Um, so thinking positive on its own doesn't change your point of attraction, doesn't change the actions that you take um, and doesn't change mm. how the world then responds to you. Um, so I don't, like, I think you've really got to be doing the inner work um, and just mm. kind of fluff on the top like of the positive thinking is not going to change anything. That's what I think. Yeah, mm. see, I, I look at positive thinking as if it's makeup. Uh-huh. It's good. It just ah. makes, yeah, it just makes the outside look better, but it doesn't fix anything that's underneath. Yeah. So it's, to mm. me, I'm the same. I, I used to think <clears throat> positive was the way to go, but then over my years in personal development and all those kind of things that you go through and you learn, I realised that positive thinking is never going to get you anywhere unless mm. you deal with what's under the Band-Aid. Yeah. Mm. So positive thinking is just the Band-Aid on top as well, you know. So unless you're willing to rip that off and actually see what's truly causing the issue and, and you know, confront that, and it's usually an emotional thing because mm. we're emotional mm. beings and that's where we store everything. Um, if you don't um, confront that and deal with that, then the positive thinking is going to do cheat, <laughs> really. Yeah, I found that gratitude works so much better yeah. than positive mm. thinking, so I much mean. better. It yeah, shifts yeah. your entire state and how you feel. It, mm. It's just it's magic. It really is magic. Mm. And you're forced to find those things to be grateful for because, you know, you can only be grateful for the fact that you have uh, a roof over your head so many times before it becomes boring and the universe will pull you up on that and go, yeah, that's what you said for the last, you know, two weeks. Time to come <laughs> up with something, you know, something else. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. It is like positive thinking. It's like fake it till you make it kind of thing and it just makes you inauthentic if that's all you do. Actions. Yes need to always follow and um, when the universe can see that you're act that you actually pulled your finger out and did something about your situation you know it will match the energy that you're putting out but if it's just thinking like Alexis said it's just fluff you know that's mm. the foam on the top you know it yeah. looks pretty and appetizing and all that uh, and it's light <laughs> but, <laughs> but it has very little substance yeah I agree with you guys yeah, yeah, and awesome. the thing about gratitude is when you get in that constant um, practice, like Alexis brought mm. up, 
mm. is that your mind starts to then look for it. Yeah. So it becomes so much easier to find more. And I also find yeah. that because um, I talk to my clients about gratitude as well and I mm. tell them I'm going to start with the big stuff. If if all you can think of for a week and a half is family, weather and, you know, the dog, then yeah. write that. But what you're doing is you're training your brain to start looking for more. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. what you write. And I also tell them that if they're having a really shitty day and can't think of anything, if they're in that, you know, that horrible state that we all get in, you get mm. up and stub your toe and you go, oh, you know, the day's just going to go downhill from here. I go, go, go pull your gratitude list out and read it and remind yourself of the good mm. shit that's happened mm. because, you know, it's really good for shifting you out of that really quickly. So, mm. I would definitely say that the two biggest things that Alexis have given us today is definitely the gratitude and the money tracking. I think they're two mm. mag- magic pills mm. for, for yeah. manifesting yeah. more money. Definitely, definitely. Plenty, only, plenty of yeah. plenty of actionable stuff in there. Yeah, if you only um, did those two things to start with, I reckon you'd start to see a result. Mm. Yeah, and they're really really easy to do. They don't cost yeah. you anything apart from yeah. a little bit of effort and maybe some paper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Alexis has um, some stuff going on or coming up um, very soon. What What's um, your uh, webinar on money about, apart from money? <laughs> Obviously. Um, yes, yeah, so I have a free webinar training coming up um, tomorrow, actually, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Australian dinner time. And you also get the recording, so if you can't make it live, um, you can watch the recording. And what mm-hmm. I'm going to go through in that webinar is the my six-step process to claiming your self-worth and mm-hmm. multiplying your net worth. So this is, you know, what like what I've been talking about. We're going to look at the mindset stuff, blocks, how you can clear, identify and clear blocks, and then also the emotional, so your self-worth, also like carrying mm-hmm. So core to your relationship with money, um, you know, the money that you make and also the money that you allow yourself to keep feeling worthy and deserving of that. Mm. So, looking at the self worth as well as practical stuff, you know, how do we tie this all in to practical so that we can create real tangible change, not just do the fluffy stuff? So mm. that webinar, yeah, is on tomorrow. There's a replay available. It's the last one that I'm doing um, at the moment anyway. I've, to, I've just finished a couple. So definitely check that one out if you're interested in, you know, diving deeper into all this stuff. Awesome. Thank we'll pop you. the link will, underneath yeah. the, the video. I've already got it ready to go. Yes, <laughs> and I will so. be definitely signing up for that, I think. Yes, oh, yes. Any, anything extra that you can pick up and learn about money, is mm. I'm all in. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's there's always something to learn. Yeah, yeah. Even you know if it's stuff that you've you know kind of looked at before or anything like that, it's so <clears> valuable <throat> to revisit. Like you know, we all we all like those things that are like a message that we've seen a thousand times, mm. but it's like you need to hear that message again or that you know it's just going to click in just a little bit differently this time, given where you're at now and all of that kind of mm. stuff. So, Valuable, even if you've done money work. Yeah, before. yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll just jig something in your brain, and you go, oh, "Epiphany." Yeah. yeah, and sometimes <laughs> you need to Here hear it. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you need to hear it from someone else. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. If you've heard it from one person all the time, sometimes it starts mm. to do this mm. and, and you don't kind of absorb anything. So sometimes you need to hear it from yet more than one person mm. before it starts to really sink in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Get on it, people. The link um, is in yeah. the um, is on the screen right now, and it will also be in the comments under the video once it's rendered. Um, cool. So I think we'll wrap it up for today because it's almost one o'clock. Um, thank you so much for coming, Alexis, um, yes, and sharing you. your wisdom with us. Um, for anyone watching the replay, please feel free to like all our pages, Alexis's, Carrie's, mine as well. Um, feel free to join us with um, with questions. We do our best to um, to reply to your questions um, on the video as well. Don't be shy. So um, we'll wrap up the show with this, um, and I'm just going to hit the end broadcast button. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who joined us live and those who are watching the replay. Please come again um, next week. I believe we are on at one o'clock next week instead of the usual 12 um, p.m. Isn't that right, Kerry? Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> well, well, we'll post it anyway. You people yeah, will we'll post about it. it so, yeah, so we, we'll be back on on Tuesday next week. So um, uh, you guys have a good one. Bye. Yeah. Hey.